This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hi, I'm Bhavna Sumaya and you are listening to me on my podcast show, Meri Kahani. The first series was about my own story, my journey, my growth and the Bollywood world that I embraced. The second series is about my conversations with classical dancers. Different people, different personalities, different forms of art and their journeys. I'm very privileged to have a wonderful dancer, sensitive dancer. I've seen many of her performances uh, called Daksha Mashruwala, who is an Odyssey uh, performer and has been dancing, is uh, very acknowledged and appreciated, won many awards. Uh, but more than that, she's a friend. That's how I met her. And uh, today I'm talking to her as a dancer. Welcome to the show, Daksha. Hi, Bhavna. Lovely to be chatting with you. Yes. So, you know, last night I was going through uh, your videos uh, and things just to get feel of uh, all the things that you do. And uh, I was very surprised to read that you actually started as a Bharatnatyam dancer. Absolutely. In uh, that time you were in Gujarat? Yes, I was in Ahmedabad. Huh. It's quite a long journey. Quite an interesting one. Yes. Uh, you want I would like to... to know the details. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you uh, in a nutshell what happened. Uh, as a kid in Ahmedabad, when I was growing up, there wasn't much of classical dance scene. Right. But uh, fortunately, there was Darpana, opened by Nrinalini Sarabhai. And uh, it became an institute that has contributed so much to the art and culture in Gujarat. And of course, there was Kadam Kumundini Lakhyaji's uh, Institute of Kathak. So primarily uh, in Gujarat, there is no classical dance. So this dance style of Bharatanatyam came to Ahmedabad and the rich business community uh, took quite some time to appreciate and to send their kids to the institute. But in my growing up years, uh, it was the only place and I've been blessed and fortunate that my parents always wanted us to, we had three sisters and us to pursue a classical dance style. So at that time, how old were you? Uh, I was, uh, when we moved to Ahmedabad from Bombay, I was very young. But when I started dance, I started with another uh, dance teacher. Uh, actually, you must have heard of uh, Ilakshivan Thakur. And then I moved to Darpana uh, when I was about nine. Okay. Uh, nine, yes, about nine or ten. So uh, you wanted to dance or your mother wanted you to dance? Actually, it was my parents' wish that they uh, put all three of us in. But it ended up in, uh, you know, them realizing that even at home, the three of us would be talking in mudras. We would be articulating everything in our, in our dance. Every evening, we would tell them that we want to put up a dance show. So they saw that there was a lot of interest and potential in the three girls. So all three of us went uh, to dance school. And uh, I started at Darpana when I was 10, uh, say, assuming I was 10. Actually, I was younger because I remember doing 15 years there. So I must have been eight and uh, continued. Uh, that time we had three thrice a week classes, continued with our uh, classes so regularly. Uh, my mother would come to drop us, stay there uh, till we finished, take us back home. All those struggles were there, but uh, we were very attached uh, to just dancing. And uh, as I grew up, went to college, went to school, started cycling. I remember I used to cycle 
and go to my dance school. Even from college, I was doing my uh, bachelor's of science. And after my practicals, I would rush home, change into a half sari, cycle all the way and go for my dance classes. Uh, well, I did my Arangatram in 69 uh, and I continued my post-Arangatram uh, studies at Darpana. And I was really very, very attached to dance and dancing and everything. We had a lot of performances uh, And all uh, with the three Darpana. sisters would perform together? Uh, well, no. Uh, what happened was with growing up, my elder sister got into sitar and she, she had to choose one and she stopped dancing. Younger sister was doing her management studies. So when she took up a job, she stopped. But I continued uh, with my studies also. And uh, You're the middle one? I'm the middle one, yes. Okay. So I did not give up and uh, it was uh, something which was just part of my life, to tell you the truth. Took you know, it for say, granted. They say uh, when there are three children, yes. the middle one is the one who always has to prove herself a little more. I think so. <laughs> if we go deep into the psyche and the psychological uh, aspects, because I do believe that it's not that I was most apt, I had the better aptitude. I sometimes feel that my elder sister, anybody who saw her would think she's a dancer. She had a complete dancer, mindset, body, everything. But whatever the circumstance or uh, she got married early and maybe sitar was more convenient. And so she gave up uh, dancing when she thought she had to choose one. She did not fight and uh, continue with dance. She didn't try you know. to balance the balance, way you did. Yeah. So, uh, so two well, things come to my mind. Uh, yeah. One, uh, I'm always curious to know what was the ambiance at Darpan and what were the kind of disciplines that were imposed on you, yes. students. Oh, that's that's beautiful because just um, uh, two days back, I finished writing an article for my uh, institute souvenir. We are celebrating the 100 years uh, birth centenary of Rinalini Sarabhai and the 15 years death anniversary of my Odissi Guru Kelucharan Mahapatra, this Guru Purnima, for which I've just written a paragraph stating how when I entered Darpana, you, all you could do is, you know, hear sounds of music happening, somewhere vocal, somewhere instrumental, then the dance classes, then there was, uh, and there were open classrooms in Darpana on the banks of River Sabarmati, and uh, puppetry uh, classes going on somewhere, theatre going on, then folk dance. It was a complete ambience to just imbibe and uh, cultivate your artistic uh, sensibilities. So I was really privileged and that is where I feel I owe so much to uh, uh, Amma, we called Brinalini Sarabhai, Amma, Amma who created this uh, atmosphere for uh, uh, people to just tap and bring out their... Uh, aesthetics and sense of uh, uh, art in them. So Darpana was a very special place, but you know what happened? Uh, because of this beautiful ambience that I studied and uh, performed with the group, uh, like number of shows. When I got married, I moved to Mumbai. And uh, when I left Darpana, like I got married on in June, early June until end of May. This was I in which year? 1975. Okay. I wouldn't leave my dance class. So much so that when, uh, you know, uh, my mother said we need to do prepare for the wedding, we need to do shopping. My mother and my sister came to Mumbai to buy something. I said, no, I'm not coming. 
so i was very dedicated and darpana uh, uh, did uh, appreciate that uh, but well i was getting married and i thought i'll continue or maybe not continue i don't know i was very satisfied in life and suddenly that excitement of getting married was yeah. overtaking me uh so uh i did uh, i had no plans no ambition that oh i'm going to become a dancer that is where i tell my mother many times i told her when she was alive that uh how come you never put that ambition thing which nowadays people cannot survive if they don't have an ambition mm. but well my parents believed that art is something which you just take it you don't have to earn money out of it In fact, uh, well, let me finish my story of what happened when I moved to Mumbai. Hmm. So in uh, 75 when I got married, uh, I moved to Mumbai. It was an arranged marriage. It was an arranged marriage and my husband was working in National Rayon uh and we had to live in the colony, the factory campus okay. which is two stations after Kalyan. Okay. I hadn't ever heard of that place called Ambivali. and he did tell me he knew about my involvement in dance so he told me look you're not going to get anything there to continue with your dance but it was i felt that you know after seeing many guys and i thought this was the right person i said it's okay i've done a lot in my life and it's okay if i don't dance you didn't give it so much i did not process. give you because i was young actually i was only 21 yeah and uh, i got there i married i was staying there and uh, i have to mention this that in about 3 months um initially i wrote a letter to my friend saying that oh it's great because all the novelty the newness of a life you know where oh there's a it's a riverside place and it's a beautiful colony colony etc etc and i said i'm enjoying being a housewife but in 3 months i started getting very frustrated i wrote a letter to amma and i told her how much i missed and that letter amma used to always you know sure. read out to the students uh, and whatever but there was no way i could uh, find a place to go and dance um so you know uh, this is very strange you yeah. didn't find a place to dance yeah we will go ahead with your story but a thought comes to me that if you had probably uh, put out a feeler that you will teach dance to little kids yeah. you would have stayed in touch with dance and then somehow found your own outlet somewhere but it didn't occur to you to fill your time with teaching that time you know bhavna things were very different uh, in the 70s uh, in, uh, in those days yeah. when classical dancers uh, were not given yeah. that much material to become so independent yeah. to become independent performers when you are in an institution you are part of the institution in those days even the arangatram that i did hmm. i did not have any uh, audio recordings you were not allowed no we were not allowed they had the entire they had autonomy the entire, of it. yes but they had the control uh, they did not encourage uh, that okay you start open your own classes hmm. they were very very particular and maybe it in some ways it was good the standard did not go down the way today we don't know what standard you know how each dancer starts calling herself a guru mm. as soon as she starts teaching yeah. uh, she becomes a guru yeah. till today i feel that guru is something very special mm. we are not gurus so there's a big difference in you the mindset <laughs> you are a guru i've well, seen and met so many of your students yeah. the kind of reverence they have yeah guru is very special it's yeah. something somebody who you know who's not just a dance teacher 
guru is a commitment to your student for showing the path, path. in life yes guru is uh, you know one who can dispel your darkness is a guru Yes. So you have to be well versed not only in dance mm. you have to be well versed with all aspects of dance mm. like music philosophy language mm. uh you have to have control on uh, uh so many aspects that you're dealing and mm. choreographing dance so those young girls who leave an institute and become a guru not done not at all but even for teaching we were not taught how to teach correct well things have changed today i believe that teaching is a must mm. but i was not equipped with anything to start anything on my own i was like a fresh um, a student from darpana i did not know what to do so when you wrote that letter to uh, amma yeah uh, how did she try and help you did uh, she, she tell said, you of any outlets in mumbai uh, no you know i was living in a place in those days there were no mobile phones nothing i was new to mumbai local trains coming learning going back uh, what uh, i i did not really know and i was in a family where it was a very classical music oriented family but they knew nothing about dance okay you so, were in a joint family i was with my in-laws yes, yes. my husband me and my uh, in-laws yeah uh but they are very open minded and yeah. uh, well they were uh, you know okay with if i insisted yeah which i did later on yeah but uh, so in that situation uh, i had a break from my dance for five full years my god yeah but i used to go every weekend whenever there were performances i would go and watch and i would cry acha <laughs> how much you so were missing it i was missing it like anything so what i did is i started participating in training the local people in garba ah. in some folk dances and mm. any programs festival i made a group i had to find something yes so started How doing yeah. yeah so i did those things and then uh, after 5 years my husband changed his job so we moved to juhu from that ambivali place so i said chalo now is the time to dance my uh, daughter was young but uh, she was about 2 by then 78 she was born was nananda and- there at that time exactly huh. so i came to juhu i'm just showing you where destiny threw me yes. i uh, came to juhu and i started exploring huh. and the first thing i did was landed up at nalanda yes so when i went there i met kanak ben and uh, i told her my kanak story kanak really was the uh, yes what is the position Prin- everything principal founder director uh, that that was nalanda is her baby so okay. she was everything there so i went and told her my whole story and she said oh darpana you've done so many years in darpana darpana style by then uh, kadirvelu master ji had left nalanda and i knew about these gurus i said that but i'll hope up i'll change my style so she said no and uh, somewhere she convinced me she said we've started odissi classes here why don't you join odissi so i said uh, no uh, i cannot leave bharatnatyam so this was in about uh, 81 82 and uh, i decided not to join odissi classes in uh, nalanda and then i found a friend called uh, radhika rajpal who had moved from the us a brilliant uh, bharatnatyam dancer and my somewhere connection got me close to her so i told her and she said come uh, start dancing and you'll get back So I started Bharatanatyam with her in '81. After a five-year break. After a seven-year, uh, yeah, 
75 to uh, 80. 80, 81, yeah, six, six years year break. break. And uh, so I got back to Bhatnakam and I was so happy. I was enjoying myself learning with her. She used to teach me at Iskon or my house and I had beautiful sessions. And she was in Mumbai till about 83. So uh, 81 to 83, I continued with her. Again, got back to doing my Varnam and doing my items and uh, because it was very quick. Whatever you've done for so many years, you can get back. Yes. And in '84, you were dancing in a class or alone? Because I was alone with her. So she was giving you personal attention. Personal and attention. You were catching up with everything. And very good friend. So, uh, uh, you know, it was like uh, exchange, and uh, yes. yeah, it was just great. It was a great time. In '84, she decided to move to Delhi. Oh so I said, God. you can't do that. But well, she had to. Oh uh, so she moved to Delhi with her husband. So I said, now what to do? Then uh, again, that struggle. I I couldn't travel to Rajradeshwari and places like that. Matunga. Uh, Matunga. I could. Uh, I had my daughter who was young, and uh, apart from that, nothing was inspiring me that much. Your uh, heart had to say. Yeah, and the place and the ambience and having grown in Darpana, it was very different. Yes. So I uh, again, when my daughter was young and young, uh, you know, when she turned, I think. Five or five and a half, something. Decided to put her in a dance school, and she, she and a friend of mine, uh, we both decided. So they both, she decided. The friend decided that she would start Odissi for her daughter. So my daughter, she got the form. I said, No, you're learning Bharatnatyam, and she <laughs> said, No, I'm learning Odissi at that age. How and old she, was she? Uh, five, five and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, she said no because friend was doing Odyssey, Odyssey. so okay. she insisted. She and she wrote Odyssey in the form. So finally, I said, okay, let her do. Let her have a little as fun. As long as she's dancing. So I used to go to her classes, and then uh, uh, my uh, that time Ravindra Tibudi used to teach there, yes. and uh, I said, chalo, I'll just try now. Maybe you know, so much uh, Odyssey, Odysseys. Incidentally, the friend Radhika with who I was dancing, she was also doing Odyssey, and she kept telling me, "Why don't you do Odyssey? Why don't you do?" And I said, "No, I will not." But see how I just—I'm telling this to you because sometimes destiny pushes you. Uh, so when she started, and I used to sit in the class, and I said, "Okay, let me try." And I used to argue with Ati uh, Budhi ji that, "Nay, nay, itre bangi aisa nahi hota hai." Although I knew nothing of Odyssey, <laughs> like one Bharatnatyam dancer were uh, talking about. <laughs> Oh, you see, in all that time, uh, Atibudiji knew that well. She's a well-trained Bharatanatyam dancer. So getting into Odyssey, which was uh, not so difficult, he thought. Uh, he just pushed and promoted me, and he took us to the Konarak festival in uh, Orissa in the year eighty eighty six. So I want to stop here. Yeah. See, because people like us uh, are not aware that what happens when you are learning dance. I, we don't know that there are workshops. Yeah. We don't know that you all travel with the guru to different temples and all that. Right. So this was a part of uh, your uh, yes. curriculum. Yes. Part of you know it's a performing art and it's uh-huh. up to the uh, guru. Normally the teacher and the guru uh, uh, takes the group. And uh, by then, this uh, festival culture had started okay. much more than when I was in Darpana. Okay. Yeah, Darpana times. I'll tell you, like it was sixties uh, uh, to uh, uh, mid seventies. Mm. Dance was very uh, special. Like there were very few dancers in those days in Darpana. You know, to tell you the truth, I have seen Bala Saraswati ji come there once. 
and I have seen Yamini Krishnamurti and I have seen Sonal Mansing and mm-hmm. I have seen in those years Sunil Kothari used to come to Darpan and walk around like one young boy and all these dancers these great people would come mm-hmm. uh, and they were like gods and goddesses for us but it's, you have touched history uh, if you've seen all these people around Amma walking around I, I'm telling you I am most blessed and that is why I feel that uh, who can get Amma Darpana and Guru Kelucharan Mahapatra in one lifetime, you know. Uh, so I just Absolutely feel it's my... I don't have a, a spiritual path more than my dance because of the kind of people, uh, the gurus that yes. I have been blessed with. So going so, back to that place where you all travelled. Konarak we went, we uh-huh. performed at that Konarak Gangasar's uh, uh, festival uh, and I met a few dancers there and they were in awe because in those days they thought Bombay dancers means they are all apsaras and film stars. So the girls kept, uh, uh, we were such bad poor ordinary Odyssey dancers <laughs> according to me uh-huh. and now when I feel that uh, it was just maybe for this reason that I had to go there and there was a Bharat Band the next day. Okay. So the full day, we were at uh, an institute called Odissi Research Center, okay. run by Kumko Mahanti, a very great Odissi dancer. And morning to evening, and she took to us because again, uh, you know, Young she man. said, yeah, uh, somebody who she can talk and converse and all that. And the whole day she sat and she said, come, I'll show you all my uh, archives and Guru Kelucharan Mahapatra's videos. Believe me, Bhavna, from morning to evening, only that little lunch, half an hour, we did not move. And I kept, wa- today, see, I'm getting uh, oh, flesh. Uh, watching videos of Guruji. And she kept showing me one after the other, and I said, more, more. And I was completely stirred from top to bottom. I had never seen Guruji's uh, dance before that. I had never seen him dance. And watching those videos, his choreographies, and watching Odyssey on videos, my mind, I, my path was decided. Like I said, I have to learn with this guru. And I knew that he would come to Mumbai and take workshops at NCPA. He was doing that. And I'd heard about him from Radhika earlier and others. These well, workshops you have to pay for or are no, they No, NCPA held these workshops twice in a year for one month. And Pratima Bedi, who lived in my building, she used to tell me, when, when I just started Odyssey, she used to tell me, come, come, come for the workshop. So it was free? It was free. And Pratima went there and that's Pratima. how she was transformed and she did what Completely, she did. Completely. And Prat- you didn't go at that I time. did not go. And when I went to Odisha and I decided that I have to learn with this guru, immediately I told Pratima that I, you know, I'm totally mesmerized and I'm, I told Ati Buddhiji that I will be learning with uh, Guru Kelucharan Mahapatra. He was hurt and he was not so happy. He said, look, you will, he has his favorites and he has this and he has that. And they tried to dissuade me. Kanak Ben also a little bit told me, oh, he's only with Devi and Jhelam. And that time Devi Jhelam were the senior students of uh, Guruji. So uh, I said, whatever, I don't want to be important and prominent. I have to learn from this Guru. So I started. But I must uh, say that that calls for a lot of courage for you yeah. to be telling two such important gurus yeah. that you have to move on and find your wings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and see, I was by then I was 30, 29, 30. But that's I still was, young. Right? <laughs> I think, you know, I had the I experience. I think you were just smitten by what I was you had smitten. seen. Actually, 
the you have used the absolutely correct word that is i was smitten and uh, uh, against everybody like with my young daughter you know just leaving her my in-laws were not that happy going for because these workshops were morning to night Mm-hmm. So luckily they were home and I knew that uh, you know they, my daughter will be looked after I just had to go mm-hmm. and uh, you know the best uh, uh, analogy I can give you is that when Krishna played his flute how the gopis ran they are uh, ran to him leaving all the household chores and everything yeah I saw that everybody who came to guruji's class were like gopis uh, leaving everything and coming there mm-hmm. staying morning to night and going back home So well my odyssey journey began there in mm-hmm. about uh, two workshops so you did go to the ncpa workshop i went okay. i went my and first workshop was in 1988 january and i remember uh, pratima was there and she was so happy and she said come and you know uh, it was a great atmosphere all these dancers were there uh, devi jailam and many others and i used to feel like oh my god but i had not told all this uh, uh, people i mean guruji knew that i have an abharatnatyam background but i had not told them how much i had learned like i was performing and doing so much of abharatnatyam i did not want to exhibit well, thought it would color it yeah color i thought i'm a beginner at odyssey first let me see i was very nervous like mm. what am i doing you know yeah. but that guruji's uh, persona was just too much i couldn't i couldn't resist uh, my legs in the first work, uh, workshop were so bad i couldn't climb the steps of the uh, railway we used to go by local trains uh, platform i went to an orthopedic he said you cannot dance i said that is not possible i will dance i would hold the railing i mean there were tremendous hardships to cut a very long story short i continued with then uh pursuing odyssey so wholeheartedly i decided to stop practicing bharatanatyam because i thought i cannot so for a while you were dancing both i was i did not stop bharatanatyam because i used to practice my on items on my own uh and sometimes with radhika i used to meet her and i never thought i will give up bharatanatyam uh but this became like if i don't give my full I was 30 by then and 30 plus and then I'll never reach anywhere. Mm. Uh I had to because along with family whatever uh I had to give that much to this new style. So it was quite uh it was an inner call to tell you. You also truth. went to uh, Orissa. Yes. How then did you I manage started. that with husband, in-laws, children? My husband has been totally supportive because from the time I got married he knew that uh, the most important thing for me uh, was uh, although it was not a career that i had in mind hmm. i did not have a career in mind but anybody who asked me what do you love the most it was dance and then like my brother in law and my sister in law they lived in the us but every time they told me you have to get back you cannot be a housewife you cannot be sitting home and doing just small things here and there so that that encouragement was there from them and full support So when I decided to go to Orissa also he said don't worry I'll take care not that he stayed home but my mother-in-law father-in-law were home so he would make sure everything is looked after And how and many uh, days you were away I used to go for minimum 15 sometimes 20 sometimes one month So I have done that total guru shishya 
staying with Guruji in Guruji's house, and then Guruji would come to Mumbai. So when you went so, there, yeah, was your heart torn between the family leaving the babies? You know, not the husband so much, but the baby needs you. Uh, how did you uh, prepare yourself? I think I'm quite different, Bhavna. Uh, I get cut off. That's I, very I don't, nice. I, I, especially with uh, things like dancing and all. To tell you the truth, I, I just get cut off. And when you went there, yeah. you know, what is the atmosphere there? Completely different. Is Orissa, it like Darpana? No. That's what I've, uh, I wanted to tell you. The most interesting part is Darpana has uh, given me the beautiful uh, uh, environment, aesthetics. the aesthetics, the uh, polish, the sophistication. Because she was a very sophisticated. Very sophisticated. Lady. The uh, finesse. You know, how to, how to, uh, do your comparing because Amma used to speak sometimes people used to tell me that oh you're trying to imitate her but it all just came in us because we heard her again and again Right. and uh, the most important thing that she was 100 years ahead uh, of her time Okay. the dance choreographies that she did uh, on uh, women on social environment on nuclear war um, on uh, uh, you know Chandalika on Tagore's uh, stories uh, themes of what social relevance uh, she used to do in those days she has done Meera at that time but it is not a typical one Mirabai story who is only a devotee so uh, Amma was a revolutionary she was not uh, just a dancer you know so that kind of thinking uh, was already nurtured at Darpana okay. we were all used to seeing these uh, very ahead of time themes and uh, uh, even the treatment what she did whether it was a costumes but Kelu Babu was no less a revolutionary Okay, he is a man who had never gone to school hmm. believe me Bhavna he could not read or write Okay, and when I saw him he used to handle video cameras, he used to know about technology, when the computers came, he started playing computer games, he started handling gadgets, he, and what an intelligent man. So, when he was he, a one-man army. He, that's what I'm telling, that, okay, I studied in Darpana as an institution where I got many things, I was not that way close to Amma, like sitting and having meals, chatting and, you know, yeah. that was not there. She always had a distance, she had a thing. Like when she came, entered the class, we would all be nervous and trembling. And we Royalty. could not raise our questions and all that. With Guruji, we would sit, lied. once Sunil Kotharji came in the NCP workshop and he saw, he was shocked. We were all lying in the, you know, on <laughs> Guruji Guruma on the bed, on the floor, some four or five of us in our half saris, I say, lete the. You see, uh, so Sunil Bhai told us, Aapko malum hai, aap kis hasti ke saath <laughs> so we were in that kind of atmosphere living day and night talking about everything or ambience in Orissa Orissa was very very different never had I imagined that India had this much of disparity this much of culture difference we went by train the first time I went uh, 36 hours journey by train even today it is 36 hours is this hours. Uh, uh, place in Bhubaneshwar? Earlier Guruji was in Katak, but when I started, he had moved to Bhavaneshwar. 
there was no funding he, he was living in one donated government quarter jahan nal mein pani bhi nahi aata tha you know in a tin barrel water was filled we had to get up at 6 in the morning we had to no hot water we had to have a shower we had to sweep the big hall mop it we had to do puja only then we were given a cup of tea by guruma okay. uh, guruji's classes would go on till night 1:30 2:30 after which dinner we would almost collapse we eyes would droop it was hard hard work but it was an addiction like in that environment like for 15 days i'm not exaggerating we were not allowed to go out of the gate anywhere we couldn't wander look around shopping nothing nothing you morning to night morning only dance he would teach us then he would go to the research center to teach so we had to revise we would write our notes thoda rest again he would come in the evening again little teaching then again he would watch the tv but we would just we would die of hunger we had to you know be friend guruma guruma ko maska laga laga ke we would get some little bit to eat i cannot tell you really in words today uh, how much things have changed even in orissa things have changed but when we learned it was really like 200 years piche jo lifestyle tha in gurukuls how we studied it was like that so that guru shishya training i got in uh, odissi with guruji living in his house and uh, again uh, uh, when we came back to bombay our whole personality would change yes of course uh, but i think it was a very romantic uh, feeling that we got because odissi dance again is uh, very different i think the sensuous quality of it the uh, subtle the introverted uh, uh, aspect of odissi dance uh, you know gave many new aspects uh, that at that age in your 30s and all when you're thinking about life when you're not uh, you know so conditioned yes. i was not to a particular religion or to a particular following it gave me so much of spirituality it set me thinking in many ways when guruji said his what is his grammar he has not studied studied the natya shastra later on with his intelligence he knew everything but he always said my grammar is the sculptures on the walls nice i have recreated because odissi was not uh, there in the 50s as a classical dance a few gurus got together and they recreated odissi so he says my grammar is only the sculptures on the walls so the quality of odissi dance uh, gave me something uh, else i would say so how is it different from uh, bharatnatyam basically all these uh, uh, dances they have been developed in different regions uh, depending on the geography the culture the language of that particular region okay basically it is that so odissi the oriya people it's more fluid yeah it's more fluid it's depending on the geography on the language the way they talk uh, the way the uh, social culture is uh, the way they look so all these nuances they are very different like in natya shastra also they say that there are four vrittis that is they are the stylization how uh, classical dances have been stylized okay and these vrittis uh, like there is uh, bharati aryabharti uh, keshiki and satvati 
So, Odissi falls in the Keshiki category, which is supposed to be very subtle, graceful. So, these are the qualities of Odissi dance. Basically, this is how Nati Shastra classifies dance styles according to the different regions. Some are more loud, powerful, vigorous. Some are more speech-oriented. So, Bharatanatyam comes in the Aryabhati, which is like robust and, you know, straight and direct. While Odissi is like, like we always say, Bharatanatyam is from one point to the other, it's a straight line. In Odissi, if you have to go from one point to the other, you take some three, four curves and go. Correct. <laughs> you nice. don't go, you don't travel straight. Yeah. Our look also doesn't go direct. Mm. Our body doesn't go direct. Our hands, hand gesture also will go like this. Yeah. So these are the nuances. But you must have had a lot of unlearning to Unlearning. Exactly. Because yeah. if you are saying the hand is straight exactly. and then yes. you say no, make it uh, yes. this. Yes. It, it calls for a lot of yes. uh, uh, focus on it. Yes. It was hard. But you know, I think I'd, go- I'd gotten into that mad frame of mind where uh, I was obsessed. Yes. So I had to do it. Right. I remember in my first performance when I was dancing with Debbie and Jayla and all, because of our age, and because of my Bharatanatyam uh, backing, uh, Guruji pushed me very fast. He knew that, see, I could pick up. Yes. But getting the style was taking long. Yes. For me, picking up was not difficult. Yeah. Having done, da- having danced all my life. So when my sister came to watch my first performance of uh, Odyssey, she said that, uh, yeah, you were fine, but you don't have the Odyssey lachak. Huh. <laughs> I said, very clever. Huh. <laughs> I really did not have. Yeah. Uh, the way Debi and Jhelum would, uh, you know, come yeah. out as performers. So, these comments helped me and only my family can tell me yes. that you were not as good. Yeah. So, uh, I always liked to get such comments so that I could work. And then I worked. And those days, early days, I also had not given up Bharatanatyam completely. Mm. So, with these comments, I thought, no, uh, two styles, I don't think I'll manage. Mm. I need to do justice. Now, I'm going to, I've not found a Bharatanatyam foothold. Mm. So, I concentrated on Odyssey and I worked really hard. Mm. I am telling you, it was not easy. I did work. I would attend so many performances. I kept working hard. And uh, again, I started teaching very soon. How did you start teaching? A friend of mine actually pushed me. Huh. Uh, she said, look, it is uh, important. How it, does a dancer know that she's ready to now teach? Or it happens simultaneously? You know, at say. my stage, Guruji was not in town. And uh, the maturity of uh, my own self and my friends around. Uh, because at that time, Jhelum was teaching, Devi was teaching. They all had their own uh, uh, schools. Uh, in fact, after Guruji left, I did go to Devi to do my follow-up sessions yeah. as a senior uh, disciple of uh, Guruji. And uh, somewhere I just thought I had to continue, uh, you know, with my practice. And a friend uh, who was learning Mohini Atam, you might know her, Sunita Dighe. Mm-hmm. Uh, she inspired me. She said, why don't you teach? Because mm-hmm. many uh, children were asking, friends, children and all. So I started at home. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I took it up more seriously and I saw how much that was helping me. When I'm teaching them the torso movement, I have to do it continuously with them. And I thought it's giving me a lot of practice. And that process uh, gave me so much of conviction that I tell all my students, 
after they've learned for about seven, eight, whatever, nine years, that they must also start teaching. Okay. Yeah. So there I have changed. Like I give them, the, because teaching is learning according to me. Uh, you don't become a guru and you don't, and I would supervise. And slowly, slowly, then I established my institute, Keshiki, yeah. in uh, 92. In, I started with Guruji in 88, in 1990, two years, I did my first uh, solo presentation. Wow. But I was working like crazy. And I did what you call Arangetram, I call some, I call it, I did not call it a Manchi Pravesh, but my first debut in Odyssey. Okay. And in 92, I started uh, teaching, so I started this, my institute called Keshiki, where today it's really grown to a beautiful atmosphere. I've got students, uh, at a time, uh, they are like more than 50, but that's because I have uh, assistant uh, teachers. The senior most uh, girl, students. Namrita, uh, she's a very good dancer who started learning again at the age of six or seven. She's with me now and she's I continuing. I think I came for her performance. Yeah, Even she's dancer. teaching now. Yeah, she's teaching and there are two others. And that is why I can take more students. Right. Because in one class, I don't take more than seven or eight. So for a layman, a dancer is just a performer. But I know yeah. that uh, you're not just performing, you're teaching, you are often writing about dance. Yes. You are traveling with uh, dance. Um, I'm sure you're called for lectures or as motivation speakers. Lecture as, demonstrations, uh, plenty. Demonstration. It calls for a lot of uh, uh, preparation and also the fact that I saw your website, it is yeah. so well maintained. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. It's a lot of things besides dance that you have yeah. to do. Does that bog you down at times? Uh, it bogs me down to people thinking that, uh, oh, we have all the time in the world. Mm. Uh, we have time for socializing. We have time to do this, that. Including uh, my daughter who tells me, oh, but like, you have time to sleep in the afternoons, don't you? <laughs> So, and I tell her, yes, that's uh, something. I need a little nah. dozing off for even 20 minutes. Yes. Mm, but uh, uh, I tell her many times that we work 24-7. Uh, yes. Because even when we are not working, when we are not in the dance studio or performance or anything, the mind is continuously, it's continuously into having, as you said, a little bit of social media, a little bit of writing for this one, thinking and the most important is so many things inspire you to choreograph. Yes. So when you are thinking of any choreography, uh, again, it's an obsession. The mind is constantly like the music and how to do the movement and what to bring out. So these things keep you occupied, but that is the beauty. Like we don't get bored. I think dancers don't have time to get bored, uh, which uh, keeps you healthy, healthier. Uh, you need, you've got to be physically fit even to take a class, to teach, even to travel and perform. So a you maintain yourself. Absolutely. I do, I'm not so restrictive to a particular diet, but I have to be careful. Again, all artists are foodies. So a little bit we indulge in food, but we also know that, yes, stop, I can take a regime. So my takeaway after my conversation with you is that you are somebody who was privileged to be born in a family that believed in cultural arts. Absolutely. They pushed you into dance. Uh, there were two other sisters, but you were persistent, you were focused, you were single-minded. So yes. you accomplished what you did. 
like I said, you touched history with all these gods and goddesses around. Absolutely. It was very brave of you to change your path from Bharatnatyam to Odyssey. I think so. And master so. it. Yeah. And uh, again, privileged to have a supportive husband, children. Yes. And uh, I've met so many of your students and they really love you. Yeah. You know, and they say that they seek you out, not just for dance, but even when they're going through turmoils in their lives. And they actually do, yes. yes. And they say, we just follow her. If she's in the kitchen cooking, we just stand there. Yeah, if it's she's like a family. Room, yes. Yeah, it is a family. So in the end, what is your advice to people who want to learn dance or Odyssey particularly? Uh, what should they be prepared for? Basically, I think what really works is wanting to do it for sure not just to become a performer, but to love the form. You have to love it so much. It's like, uh, you know, I think uh, Mandakini has said this, uh, your Riyaz is like your lover. Uh, it's like, you know, come sit with me. You have to, you know, uh, keep it as close to you the way, and you have to be close to it, like you love it uh, so much. And only then can you, uh, be successful in what you want to do and uh, one thing I know that even if you don't see any immediate returns in monetary or in performances sometimes you have many sometimes you don't have but it is something that will just stand by you this art form Absolutely. will be with you and where I feel it is not like you know you it's like a piece of jewelry where you don't have to worry uh, even about keeping it in the safe deposit vault or it's just there within you it's just within your own self. And that is the best part of, about uh, dancing. And maybe with age, you know, when you start dancing less, there are things that just keep you going. Like it's choreography, it's watching dancers, and just being with that whole thing of dance and music. It's so therapeutic. Today I read about so many illnesses in the world where they say uh, movement therapy and dance therapy. So I feel uh, it's important. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's and you are a dancer, Bhavna. So I can't be called a dancer. I'm just about a beginner. So beginners? I mean, but you are a dancer. <laughs> trying, trying. Lovely. Hi, I'm Bhavna Sumaya and you're listening to me on Meri Kahani on Epilogue Media. Do write to us what you think about the episode. You can DM us on Instagram at Epilogue Media or on Bhavna Sumaya.